ready to talk fantasy football, then you're ready for the Picking Up the Blitz Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your hosts, Mike Randall and Scott Berg. We wait all year for this night. Tonight starts the fantasy playoffs for so many of your leagues. If it's not the fantasy playoffs, it means it's the last week of the regular season where you're battling for position to get in and achieve your dream, a fantasy football championship. Welcome back to the Pickin' with Blitz podcast. Mike Randall here with you with my partner, Scott Burke. Scott, here we go. Fantasy playoffs. I got a bunch of teams in. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I was uh, was actually getting prepared for a possible another uh, fantasy uh, meltdown on air for you with Samaj P. Ryan and concussion protocol because I know you got him across the board. Oh, but he's back in the game in the third quarter. He's really not doing much, but at least he's back on the field. But, uh, yep, fantasy playoff times are here. Final week, a week or two, heading up to uh, playoff, those playoff seedings, and, you know, it, it's what we wait for. So and and that brings it brings up such a good point. Folks, if you most of our listeners, I think Scott are in one or two leagues, right? In, in that case, if you're doing one or two leagues, you really can't hope for more than being in the position to make the playoffs in one league. If you only do one or two leagues a year, you, if you make the playoffs in one of those two leagues, that's been a massively, massively successful season. Because Scott, I always believe to make the fantasy playoffs is skill. To win the title is luck. Because you have to have the matchups, you have to have the seating, you have to have a couple balls bounce your way. So if you're doing like me, six to eight, nine leagues, <laughs> then you got to make the playoffs in a couple. But most of our listeners, man, I think, listen, if you're in a fantasy playoff in one of your two leagues, you had a real good season. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You make the playoffs, that, that took a lot of skill. The uh, Once you're in to win it, the luck is there. I, mean, I can speak from experience, just from you know baseball leagues that I do. I've finished one or two and you know about six or seven baseball leagues in the regular season and come playoff time i'm knocked out in the first round just because you know things go awry and that's what it is so, yeah. yeah it's once you get in and you, you get there you did the work all year to get there and now it's you really start looking for the right matchups and that's when things start to mess with your mind too because then you you start looking at guys that you hadn't rolled with all year long but you're looking at the matchups and the waiver wire and you're like well you know this guy this guy's got a good matchup week 14 but you know this guy's been really good for me it starts to think you overthink it you need that luck to help you out and get the get to that title yeah and the reason is it's a longer sample size right scott so you get to the playoffs you get two games anything can happen somebody can hurt samaji p ryan ran to his own offensive lineman tonight that could have knocked him out of the game well how are you going to plan for that you're not it's just luck but my wife, I remember, was in the big blue league that we were in a few years ago. She had a tremendous team. It was the year that Peyton Manning had, what do you have, 60 touchdowns, whatever the heck that was. She believes she's not into trading. She's not into a lot of waiver wire people. She believes you draft your team and just keep it like that, which, of course, is very difficult to do. She had Peyton Manning, had a great team, 13-1, whatever it was. Peyton Manning on a Thursday night at home against the Chargers that year. Had the best team by far. Manning was like 252-1, very pedestrian. She got knocked out of the playoffs. She has not participated, Scott, in fantasy football since then because she says in order to win, like you have to look at the waiver wire. You have to make moves. You have to predict. You have to look ahead. Who's in the playoffs? Who's not in the playoffs? Who can I get this player from? Who can I sell on the high? Who can I buy on the low? And it's just too much work. And that's why making the playoffs is a big accomplishment. Yeah, well, you, you could give her some pointers on waiver wire because you're king of the waiver wire. Love- uh, 100, 100 moves per league easily and we're only at week 13 but uh, yeah it's uh and these thursday night games are just they, they drive you nuts i mean we're the redskins look terrible in this first half we're in the third quarter now they lo- they're losing 17-7 but 
you got guys out there who are playing P. Ryan. They're playing Crowder. They're playing Dotson. And Kirk Cousins throwing touchdowns to Ryan Grant. So it just, you know, it, it's killer. You know, it is. I mean, for some reason, Cousins loves Ryan Grant. But none of us have picked up on that yet. I, I say it all the time. When in doubt, Thursday's out. But this is a different game because Thursday they had a week of prep. It's not a short week. It's not a Sunday to Thursday turnaround, right? They had an actual week. But you know what? Weird stuff happens on Thursdays and weird stuff happens in London. Very, very odd. And Scott, thank you for complimenting my waiver wire prowess because I picked up Ricky Seals Jones today. <laughs> yeah, you did. You've been town about how you're going to play him uh, against one of our cousins head to head this week. I'm not sure. I got to see if you're actually going to pull the trigger on that. But if you do, go more on you. But yep, you are a waiver wire king. I think you're at about 71 moves in my Yahoo League and the next closest guy is at about 30. So, oh boy. That's just what you do. You pick up, you drop. Hey, you even t- told me you might pick up Geno Smith. Crazy as that sounds. Hey, you, you ne- never know. You never know. Let's hit it. First quarter. All right, my first quarter here. I just uh, I put together a little bit of a uh, NFL fantasy 10-question uh, potpourri for you. Just, you know, just a random question. Just no rhyme or reason to them. Get you know Maybe get our listeners to play along, see wh- where you're at with these. And uh, it's just a random mix, very random mix. You have no clue what's coming. No clue. Love but it. I think they're easy enough to, well, you, know, you should be all right. So let's kick this off. Question number one. There are three quarterbacks in the NFL with five rushing touchdowns. Do you know who they are? Three quarterbacks with five rushing touchdowns. A very good question, Scott. I am going to start with Russell Wilson. That is incorrect. Really? Russell, Russell Wilson does not have five. All I right. believe Russell has three. Ooh. Leave me another shot, see if you can get any other ones. Let's go with five rushing touchdowns. Huh? Let's go with uh, Alex Smith. Also incorrect. Oh! I will give you these three here so we can oh. spare yourself. Let me give you uh, one more. Wait, let me try yeah, one more. One Ready? more. Go ahead, go ahead. Blake Bortles. Good guess. He had two last week, but he's also not there. Oh. So three quarterbacks with five rushing touchdowns this year are Cam Newton, Dak Prescott, ah, Dak, yeah. and Deshaun Kaiser. Deshaun Kaiser. I should know that. I'm a huge Deshaun Kaiser. Deshaun yeah, Kaiser I, thought that, I, this I week. thought that was a layup for you. I thought the that Kaiser one would be a layup because you're all over him. All right. Question number two. Antonio Brown leads the league with 80 receptions. How many of the remaining top five guys can you name? Oh, uh, Hopkins is there, that's for sure. I'll wait till you're done. You give me as many as you want, or do you want to go one by one? How uh, do you I want to go one by one? Give me, give, give me a one by one here. Give me a shot. At this. Hopkins is not there. Hopkins is six. He is number. Really? He is Boy, number I'm, six I'm with sixty nine. He has cooled off. Uh, uh, since Tom Savage has, uh, he's still putting numbers, but the receptions are down a little bit. Well, Landry's got to be there. Landry was high when I gave his ticket. Landry is number two with right. seventy five. All right. All right. Uh, oh, Thielen's got to be there. He's at a million this year. Thielen's a million. Thielen is tied for fourth, so uh-huh. be fourth and fifth with seventy. Uh, going divisions, 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 divisions. I'm gonna go with Fitzy. Fitz is third with seventy-two. Oh, so I need two more. One more. One more. Right. You need no. One more. You need the guy that is tied with Thielen. No, <clears throat> and it's not Hopkins. Hopkins has 69. He's just outside the top five. Oh, tell me. It's, it's Keenan Allen. It's Keenan Allen. It's not Keenan Allen. Oh, what? Tied with Adam Thielen with 70. I, I didn't believe it either when I, until I saw it. Is Michael Thomas. Ah. What, how many, how many does, uh, does, does Keenan Allen have? Uh, Keenan Allen has. He's got to be there. He's been on fire. Do-do-do-do. I guess not. Obviously, did you research? not there, but. Keenan Allen is seventh with 67. Oh, wow. Okay. Good one. Very good. Excellent. Good. Third, third question. Third question. 
which quarterback is the number one overall point getter in DraftKings? Duh. And this is overall, not per quarterback. He's overall number one. Overall total points. He is the number one point scorer in DraftKings for the NFL up through 12 weeks. If you want a hint, I'll give you one. Yeah, give you me one. I'll take, I'll take a, a what do you want? You want the conference? What do you want? I'll give you the conference. I'll give you the conference. He's NFC. Well, of course he's NFC. Because it, but you, why would you ask this question? I mean, the gut re- I haven't answered yet. The gut reaction is Carson Wentz, right? Because he's probably the MVP, right? But why would you ask this question if it's if it's Carson? It's too it's silly. It's like who has the most receptions in the NFL? It's just not a worthy question. So it has to be somebody other than Carson Wentz. All right, give me a second. Is it Eli Manning? I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> if it was, it won't be for long. NFC North, no. This is very good question. It can't be Wentz. I, I am officially saying it is not Wentz because you would never ask this question. It's a stupid question then. Uh, Wentz doesn't – Wentz runs. The only other person it could be – this is a tall shot in the dark. If you said NFC, the only other per- – it's not Matt Ryan obviously. It's – is Russell Wilson? That is correct. Russell Whoa! Wilson, 271.3. You said NFC, that helped me. DraftKings points. You said NFC, helped me. That, I that's all right. Listen, that, that's it. it's a, there's AFC, you got Brady. Right, right, right. I right, make, it, right, make it easier. Right. Shot in the dark. But 271.3 nice. is the number one score overall point getter for DraftKings through up, 12 baby. weeks. Warming up, Let's go. All right, question four. This is true or false? Yes. True or false? Todd Gurley is the number one running back. In DraftKings through 12 weeks. <laughs> well, if it's not him, then I, I was just thinking, if it's not him, who could it be? It's obviously not Kareem Hunt. I mean, don't even get me started. We can talk about that forever. It's not Kareem Hunt. Uh, it, you know what? I, I It's got to be Kamara. I'm going to say no, Scott. It's got to be Kamara. It is true. Ooh. Todd Gurley, 246.4. Leads all DraftKings running back. He must have a lot more receptions than I thought then. And second is Le'Veon Bell with 232.7. Yeah, well, Kamara's got to be third. Got to be. He's got to be. All right. Wow, very good. Good question. He's got to – you know what? Gurley's got to have a lot more receptions than I realized. I thought he was like high 40s in receptions. He must have more than that, and that's the reason why. Very good. Yeah, Todd Gurley's put together nice. He's got 42 receptions, Todd Gurley. Okay. So all doing right, pretty so – Yeah, all right. Good. Question five is another true or false. Pretty simple. Travis Kelsey through 12 weeks is the number one overall fantasy tight end. That's false. The answer is true. No, it's, it's, it's Zach Ertz. It's got to be Zach Ertz. It is not Zach Ertz. Really? It is Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is, according to profootballreference.com, the number one fantasy, and this is also according to CBS, the league we're in, the number one fantasy tight end. Zach Ertz was number two. Wait, in what, though? I'm challenging that answer. In what? Okay. Well, let what me is bring the it up. scoring in that? I, that makes any sense. Uh, it is the one point PPR league. It's your, our CBS league, your CBS league. Oh, because you got a lot of receptions. Okay, okay, yeah, you got more receptions. Okay, I got a PPR. I, I, you know what? I was just okay. PPR. Please, I, I like to 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 object. Please distinguish what the scoring is before you ask the um, question. So I, you know, for this for the sake of this podcast and the way I usually go, I figured we were understood it was PPR. So my apologize. Yeah, we'll yeah, give yeah. you a pass on that one. Right. Question six. Of these three running backs, one of them is not averaging 4.0 yards per carry. Oh, Melvin Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, he's not in it. 
Is it Jordan Howard, Carlos Hyde, or LaShawn McCoy? One of them is not averaging 4.0 yards per carry. So somebody's under four. Yes. Somebody's somebody under, is under four. four. Say him again. It is Jordan Howard, Carlos Hyde, or LaShawn McCoy. It's not Howard. Howard's out of the question. Is it Hyde or is it McCoy? You know, I was looking at Hyde this week because I like him in DraftKings, and I was looking at his game logs, and I liked his game logs. You know, they bottled up McCoy a couple times. He had that run, Scott, of like nothing. I'm going to go with LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy is correct. Boom! Ooh, Jordan woo. Howard is averaging 4.3 per carry. Yeah, Carlos Hyde is 4.1. Yeah, yeah, I just knew that. Paul McCoy, 3.9. Got lucky. I liked him on DraftKings. I was doing research this week, and I saw that he, he – I'm like, why don't they give him the ball more? That's what I said. Very good. Good. All right. We're using your CBS League PPR Bye. format scoring. Bye, bah, bah, bah. True or false, Robbie Anderson is a top 10 wide receiver. Uh, CBS scoring? Yes. So that's not PPR. That is PPR. Your league, PPR. Oh, my your, league, PPR. With, oh, God. He has a bunch of freaking touchdowns, huh? Yeah, for those not familiar, it is a one-point-per-reception league that I'm talking about. That is absolutely yes. It's got to be. It's got to be. Correct answer is false. He is number 14. Ooh, good one. Good one. Not enough receptions, but he's good, right? Low receptions, but he got a lot of touchdowns. He's creeping He probably will be top 10 by the end of the year. Definitely. Yeah, good one. Good question. Tra- I like these. Question eight. Travis Kelsey has 62 receptions to lead all tight ends. Who has the second most receptions at that position? Hmm. I like these. Okay, so now I have a feel. For, I have a feeling that you're being a little frisky with these questions. You're being a little frisky. Hmm. So I'm going to use the same theory I use with quarterback. Is that why would you – if it's Zach Ertz, it's too easy. It's just too – Zach Ertz is out of the question. Uh, Witten has a lot, but he's got a couple donuts. Who's a guy that has a ton of receptions? Not Gronk. Okay. Give me a second. Can you give me a conference? I asked for a conference? No, nah, I'm not giving you a conference on this one. I'm looking at it right now. I'm just looking at the... At the Tight st- end is too thin for me to give you a conference. I'm looking at the standing. I mean, I'm looking at the uh, divisions. Uh, Miami, Buffalo, New England, blah, blah, blah. Delaney Walker. Ooh. Oh, Jack Doyle's in that division too. That's a good division. Mm, it's not it's not Cook. You, I know you want it to be Cook, it's not. <laughs> uh, I think it's in the AFC. I think it's one of these guys. I think it's Walker or Doyle. Walker or Doyle. Walker or Doyle. Who's got a lot of receptions? And Walker was hurt. I am taking a wild guess. I think it's AFC. I don't think it's Zach Ertz because you wouldn't have given the question. I am going with Jack Doyle. Give it to me. Jack Doyle is correct. He's second with 59 behind Kelsey's 62. See, now I, I, what I've done is like the SAT, Scott. I wasn't great at the SAT, but I learned how to take the test. I'm learning your questions. That's what I'm learning. I'm looking at, that's I'm all right. At hey, listen, I told you these are random. I'm was, looking at divisions. Yeah. Divisions only, people. I'm looking at divisions. It's very good. Very good. And I'd okay. love to see how our listeners do. If you, you played along, let us know how you did on Twitter, Facebook, so forth. Question nine yes. of these three quarterbacks. Which one is currently not in the top 10 in fantasy? And this is, you know, PPR leagues, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, PPR doesn't matter for quarterback, my friend. I know, but still. <laughs> Drew Brees, 
Ben Roethlisberger or Philip Rivers? No, oh, it's easy. It's Breeze. 100% Breeze. Final answer. Lock it in. Give it to me. That is incorrect. Oh, really? Rivers is 9, Breeze is 10, Ben is 11. Oh, wow. Wow. That. Good question. Boy, you don't leave a lot of space. You know what? I gave you the questions. I gave you like the 8th guy, the 12th guy, and the 15th guy. You, you know what, like, you know what it is? I, I wanted to do that, but the 13th and 14th guy were no-brainers that they weren't. Like number 13, I think, is Josh McCown. Now, you know yeah. he's not in the top 10. Oh, so. I thought it was Breeze. Wow. Oh, good. This is very frisky. How were they separated by a point and a half? This is tough, tough test. Uh, they're close. Final question. This is it true or false? Vernon Davis had more points in the first three minutes tonight than he did all of last week. Oh, that's true. We caught a pass. Yeah, that's true. That is 100% <laughs> true, my friend. <laughs> Very nice good. I like these, nice Scott. Nice Very good. Excellent. Very good question. That's what it is, man. And you know what, folks? You take this data, you put it in your brain, and you make the best decision. The Drew Brees game is coming. I mean, you, it's coming. I know everybody's down on Drew Brees. I wish the trade – I was just like Dynasty, Scott. You know, somebody's Dynasty leagues, you can trade forever, right? Because Dynasty players, yeah. right? You can trade whatever. Um Drew Brees, Jack Doyle thing. I was surprised with when I when I looked it up. So he was number two with fifty nine catches. You know what? I'm gonna tell you why. Remember that day in DraftKings where he had like he had like two back to back weeks in DraftKings where he had something like thirteen and fifteen receptions. And I remember saying like this guy's a PPR monster. Very good. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. But uh, you look at you look at these stats. And you take the time, just kind of look at them, and you, you see what people rank. And sometimes you look at things, you're like, wow, you, know, you didn't really notice that. But good test. I got the first one wrong. It's terrible, awful on the first one. That was okay. Okay, on the rest. That's of quite all right. You did you did very well, my friend, for being having no idea where they were coming, and they were all over the place. You did very well. Blake Bortles. I wanted Blake Bortles so badly because he has more rushing touchdowns than Kareem Hunt since week three, <laughs> second quarter. All right, second quarter, folks, NFC home games. And, and Scott, I want you to sit back, have your beverage. I want you to put your thinking cap on. I want you to predict this game right for the for the listeners because this is a very important one. This game is very important. It's got a million implications. I think it's probably the most important fantasy game in week 13 to handicap in order to be successful, whether you are starting the playoffs or not or coming towards the playoffs, whatever you're doing. Here we go. Minnesota at Atlanta. Scott, a lot of things to talk about here. Minnesota has an excellent defense. Where do you put Matt Ryan this week as quarterback? Put Matt Ryan right outside the top 12. I know this is a home game, but Minnesota's very good against uh, opposing quarterbacks. Actually, I believe ninth best against opposing quarterbacks. I'm going to put him right 11, 12, 13. He's right in that fringe. You know, I wouldn't say he's a lock. Uh, quarterback one, but I mean, in most cases you might not have another option. So that, but I don't put him as a top 10. You're locked in already on my fantasy pros rankings, folks. You can go to fantasypros.com. I got my rankings up there. Week 13. Scott, who do you think I have higher or who would you rather put higher? Who would you put higher? Ready? Jared Goff or Matt Ryan? Jared Goff. Jared, Jared Goff would be higher for me. Even though he's at Arizona. Yeah. Arizona is not that great against the pass. All right. Matt Ryan or Josh McCown? Josh McCown, home Kansas City. <sighs> Love Josh McCown this week. Can't believe I'm saying that. All right. And last one, Matt Ryan or Tyrod Taylor home against Pats? I like Tyrod Taylor as well. I got got Matt Ryan 11th. Now, the running back situation. Devonta Freeman has cleared the concussion protocol. Tevin Coleman has been fantastic now in, in, in his absence, but now Freeman is back. So my question is, where do you put Freeman? Where do you put Coleman against a Viking run defense that is very stout? Yeah, I mean, the you know reports are Freeman's not going to be limited in any way. But again, this Viking defense is good against the run, whether they're home or away. They're second best against the run in the NFL. 
I'm going to put Coleman ahead of Freeman. I think they're going to ride that hand here. I mean, I think Freeman will maybe start the game, but I think Coleman gets more touches. So I'm going to put Coleman as a low RB1, Freeman high RB2. Let's move to the wide receivers. Okay, Julio, I get it. But Xavier Rhodes and Scott, the last time Julio had a monster week, I think it was a couple of years ago, had a big week, exploded. The next week he had something like 40 receiving yards. Okay, so certainly if you're Mike Zimmer, who's an excellent defensive coach, you can't assume that he's just going to let him go crazy again. So tell me, tell me Jones, tell me Sanu, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, I think Julio's still the option. Uh, Julio, I think, will crack 100 yards. Marvin Jones was able to have a good game last week against Xavier Rhodes. I believe that Julio Jones will be able to have a decent game at home in in this matchup. So for me, Julio will crack 100. He's still he's still a wide receiver one, and you put Sanu in that middle to high wide receiver two area. Vikings eighth stingiest against opposing fantasy tight ends. Austin Hooper. The pass on Hooper. I rode him for a couple of weeks. Really didn't do much for me. I will pass on Austin Hooper. Case Keenum, Scott, against the Falcons' defense. They may be out without Desmond Trufant, which means that Stefan Diggs could roam free. Thielen is automatic at this point. Break down the passing game for me for the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, at this point in your season, I mean, if you're really, if you're thinking about starting Case Keenum, then you got some injury issues and you're really reaching. Not that he hasn't played well, but I mean, to rely, you know, in getting into the fantasy playoffs like Case Keenum might be a little sketchy. So I would probably. I think he'll play well, but I don't. I wouldn't advise as him being your lead guy going into uh, playoff weeks. The running backs, I'd like to see Jarek McKinnon get involved more. I know uh, Murray has been getting those goal line carries, and like you said last week, it was game script for Murray uh, to to get the carries and kind of wear down against wear down that Lions defense. I think it'll be a little different here. I think McKinnon will be a lot more involved this week. I think this might be a little bit of an up and down game. Um, so for me, McKinnon would be the top choice over Murray, and you know these these receivers. They just do it each week. Diggs, Thielen. Thielen's an automatic wide receiver one. Diggs may maybe fall into the high wide receiver two category. He's a little more hit or miss. But for me, Thielen's a lock. Diggs probably takers low one, high two. Last time the Atlanta defense gave up a 100-yard rushing game at home was to who this year? The last time Atlanta gave a 100-yard rushing game. That's why I'm it asking was you. this year, though. Yes, it's been a while. Um, it may have been this guy's last 100-yard game before he switched teams. Before he switched teams, huh? Jay Ajayi? That's exactly right, my friend. Week six, uh, they ended up giving up 139 total rushing yards. Then they gave up 157 in New England. After that, 42, 90, 63, 50, 74. I am with you. They're terrible against um, pass-catching running backs. I like McKinnon better over Murray. Very good. Oh, and uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle Rudolph? I like Kyle Rudolph this week. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, I think, is a sneaky uh, mid mid to low tight end one, maybe six or seven. So he's a sneaky play. If you have him, I would put him out there. Yeah, Falcons not great, not great. Just average against opposing fantasy tight ends. All right, next game we got. This one may have a little bit less of a fantasy impact, um, but the 49ers and the Jamie Garoppolo error is underway. They travel to Chicago to face the Bears. Let's start with the Niners. Jimmy Garoppolo, this is you know could be a decent matchup for him, even though it is a road game. You are not inclined, my friend, though, to start Jimmy Garoppolo in any type of league, are you? Only two QB league, a homecoming for him. Players tend to play well at their homecoming, but only in a two QB league. I think they can get a little boost from him to start, but I would not put him in my top twelve. So the majority of listeners know it's not worth starting. So we know you're high on Carlos Hyde. How high are you on Carlos Hyde? Ah, uh, well, that's a good question. If you look at my rankings, Scott, for for fantasy pros, for Carlos Hyde, I have him 
as my number 11 overall running back. Ready? Carlos Hyde or Jamal Williams? Assuming nobody else plays Jamal Williams against Tampa Bay at home. Uh, it's a good one. Uh, I think Williams has a good game. Reports how Jones might play. Assuming nobody plays. <sighs> yeah, Carlos Hyde. Give me Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde or Mark Ingram? Home against Carolina. Mark Ingram. See, I got Carlos Hyde higher because I think they stuffed the run. Kamara's taken some touches. This is not the Mark Ingram week. I think Carolina is going to be very stout against the run here. So that's where I got Carlos Hyde. Tells you where I, where I like him. All right. So with Garoppolo at the helm, does it benefit anybody in that receiving game? Can Marquise Goodwin become more of a feast of famine look? Can Kittle get involved in the tight end position? Or does it really just benefit Hyde out of the backfield catching more passes? Wide receiver three for a Goodwin. That's it. Okay. Chicago side, Mitch Trubisky. The, the Niners stink against the pass. They're uh, second worst against the pass in the NFL. Is the Mitch Trubisky game coming? And if so, is it this week? Nah, no, I, I just listen again. If you were in a two QB league and you were really stuck, you could start him. I'm not trusting him yet. That doesn't mean I don't like the wide receivers. We can get that in a minute, but I would not have no interest in Trubisky. Now, I don't know if he's going to put up numbers that he did against the Steelers a few weeks ago, early in the season, but is Jordan Howard breakout coming this week? Jordan Howard is my number two overall tight end, Scott, in Fantasy Pros this week. Number two. Anybody in the Bears receiving game that's worthwhile? Yeah, Dontrell Emman. And Dontrell, you got to chase the targets. He's been targeted a lot. Trubisky's going to throw the ball here. Like you said, the Niners are not great against wide receivers. I absolutely think that Dontrell Emman is actually a wide receiver, too. How about Tariq Cohen? Is he a play at all? No. No, there's better options out there. All right. Next one. Tampa going to Green Bay. A lot of interesting stuff here as well. You got Brett Hundley, who obviously did a very good performance last week in Pittsburgh, but they're home, the Packers here. Here comes Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay now is going to be without two of their offensive linemen, and Jameis Winston is starting. Start there. No Doug Martin. He's out. Talk to me about the Tampa Bay running back situation. Yeah, I mean, you know, you initially would say Jaquiz Rogers, and he got the, a good amount of the touches when Martin went out last week. And Peyton Barber took those goal line scores and goal line touchdowns. So, you know, for me, I would still lean Jaquiz Rogers. I went out and picked him up in a couple of leagues once I heard Martin didn't practice today, and it sounds like Martin won't play. So for me, I, I like Rogers because he gives you the ability to run, but he also is very good in the passing game, so he gives you that dual threat. You know, maybe Barber will again take the goal line touches, but for the bulk of the touches and the majority of the game, I think Jaquiz Rogers is a good play here. Mike Evans breakout coming. Packers are fourth worst against opposing fantasy wide receivers. Yeah, I think it's coming. I just don't know if it's on the road. I know Green Bay stinks against wide receivers. Winston's first game back. We know how inconsistent he's been. I like Evans as a wide receiver one. I just don't know if you could expect that 180 and you know touchdown or two touchdown game. I'm just not sure it's there yet. Folks, if you have Mike Evans in the Dynasty League, my recommendation would be to try to sell him. I can see his career, Scott, going very quickly into Des Bryant territory, who just caught a touchdown, by the way. But he Evans is not a guy who can separate. He doesn't have juke moves. He's very tall. So he's basically become a, he's going to become like a lob wide receiver very, very shortly. So I'd be careful about investing in him long-term in Dynasty. Just a thought. Moving over to the Packers, Scott. Brett Hundley, what do you got? I mean, Brett Hundley, I guess, could be a sneaky play here against a pretty suspect Tampa Bay defense, but I think most most players should have, uh, most fantasy players should have better options at this point, more reliable options. So if you're really stuck, okay, but if you're not, I'd avoid them. Let's have some fun. Brett Hundley or Case Keenum at Atlanta? Eh, nicely played. Uh, Brett Hundley. Brett Hundley or Blake Bortles, home Indianapolis? Blake Bortles. Brett Hundley, Marcus Mariota, home Houston. If no, if no Richard Matthews. Uh, if no Richard Matthews, 
Yeah, I mean, then I guess I would go Hunley. I mean, yeah. Mariota, yeah. Mariota needs some. I mean, the Mariota game's got to come at some point too. Uh, I don't know when it's coming, and we may run out of time for it to come. So, last yeah, one, no, Matt, no Matthews will go Hunley. Last one, I'll ask you: Where do you put the Packer defense? It has not been good this year, but Tampa Bay is really banged up. The Packers are home; they are available on the waiver wires almost all over the place. Would you play the Packers defense? I wouldn't. No, okay. I know they're home. I know the Tampa's banged up. I still think. I still think this is a 21-24 point effort. It's okay. a more of a high-scoring game. I would avoid Green Bay. Got it. Another very interesting game. This is a big game for 425 game. Panthers, Saints, a lot, a lot of you know playoff implications from the NFL standpoint here between Carolina and New Orleans. Both eight, eight and three. Very big game in the NFC South, and a lot of a lot of fantasy factors here. Start with Cam Newton on the road inside against New Orleans. Cam Newton is a quarterback. What? Scott, one of my favorite apps to use is rotoviz.com, the game split app. So I looked at the last four games that Cam Newton has played in New Orleans. Last four games he's played in New Orleans. He normally, over his career, averages 22 fantasy points per game. He has averaged 33 fantasy points in New Orleans. He normally averages 1.46 touchdowns per game. He averages 2.75 passing touchdowns per game in New Orleans in the last four times. What that means, Scott, is you're throwing the rushing. He's a lock for three touchdowns in New Orleans. Now, I know New Orleans defense is better. I understand that. But I think you got to assume Cam Newton is going to be solid in this game. And I ranked him accordingly. Fantasy pros, I got him fifth. Yeah, total, total, agree, total agreement with you. And uh, 48 points is the over-under total in this game. And uh, it's going whoop, it's going over. Uh, running backs, Christian McCaffrey's questionable. I expect him to play. Jonathan Stewart took the goal line carries like he normally does. Who's the better play in this game? Is it McCaffrey because he can catch the ball? If McCaffrey's healthy, you have to roll with McCaffrey because McCaffrey's floor is much higher. Jonathan Stewart, it, it could end up with zero. I mean, he could end up with a, a terrible, terrible game. The Saints defense has been improved this year. They're pretty good against the run. You got to go McCaffrey. McCaffrey doesn't play, then yeah, I guess you can play Stewart as as a low end RB two. But McCaffrey is probably not. He could be pretty good, but I'd say his floor is a mid RB two. Saints are middle of the road against opposing fantasy wide receivers. Devin Funches is getting really hot. Yeah, I actually love him in DFS this week. Your thoughts on Devin Funches? How high is Devin Funches? No, nah, not if Marshawn Latimer plays. If Latimer plays at home, then you got to stay away from Funches. He's locked everybody up. He's been tremendous. If Lattimore doesn't play, then yeah, I like Funchess as a, as a strong wide receiver too. But if Lattimore plays, don't get sucked into that. Mar- Devin Funchess doesn't have separation Antonio Brown speed here. So they could be a lot of Christian McCaffrey, a lot of running, a lot of short dump-offs, Taya Dixon, the whole bit. Be careful with him. I think he's just an okay play if Lattimore is healthy. All right, so then if Funchess is just an okay play, is it really you tell me Ed Dixon sounds like Greg Olson's not playing or he's banged up again? So Ed Dixon's a guy. I mean, who are we who are we going? Yeah, we got Russell Dick- Shepard, Curtis Samuel. I mean, he can't move. Now come on, come on. it's you. Know, come He's got to the ball to somebody. No, it, it's not a B. That's ABC basic fantasy analysis here. That's that's what you do. That's what I did in fifth grade. Well, if he's going to score thirty five points, he's got to. It doesn't work that way. I just want to know who's it going to. He can spread it around everybody. He could run for a lot of yardage. He could throw a couple of short passes. Funches can end up with six for 70 in a game that they score 30 points very easily. It's very possible. Yep. Stewart very could run true. one in. He could run two in. He could hit Dixon for one. You never know. I just don't see how you can say that Devin Funches is all of a sudden going to stutter step his way past probably one of the best cover corners in the uh, in the league. Say indoor, on the turf. See how that goes. Switch it over to New Orleans. Drew Brees, is it coming? Is it this week? Ooh. I mean, I think you have to temper expectations this week. 
But Carolina has a good run game. So where would I rank Drew B? Where would I rank Drew Brees here? I have Brees pretty high. I got Brees at four. I got him ahead of Cam Newton. I think he can be very solid. I think he's going to pass well. If this game is going to score, they're not going to run the ball. Because Carolina doesn't give up rushing yards. So could it be dump off to Ingram, dump off to Kamara, short pass here, Michael Thomas, Ted Ginn for one deep in the revenge game, by the way, Scott. Is it possible? <laughs> yes. I, I think Drew Brees is a solid play at home. I, I like him. I feel like Ted Ginn's involved in every revenge game we talk about on, right, this, on this podcast. Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, they're both RB1s. Is this Kamara outscore Ingram again? Is he now really taking the lead and being that number one true fantasy back there? If you're going to pick someone to be your fantasy running back from New Orleans, it has got to be Alvin Kamara. It has to be. But I would caution you this, especially with DFS, Scott. I think it's very frisky. Alvin Kamara does not get a ton of carries. So if you're picking him, you're really picking him and relying on the receptions, which is fine. But what I will caution you is if you're picking a a running back and you're putting him in your DraftKings lineup, you have to realize that you're doing so at a risk because you're talking about a guy who may only get, I think last week, what do you have, Scott? Five, six carries, something like that, on the road against the Rams? And he was tremendous. I think, he, yeah, he had five carries, but he had 87 yards. Well, come on, guys. He had 174-yard run. You can't count on those. It's like the Kareem Hunt corollary again. So I like Alvin Kamara. I like him because of the receptions. But I think you have to be careful if you're expecting a lot of rushing yards from him. I don't see that coming in this game. Yeah, and his value, especially in DFS, I mean, he's now the the most expensive RB at eighty four thousand. Scott, if I eighty four hundred, I'm sorry. Scott, if I told you in DFS that he had a bonk game, would that surprise you? Of course not. No, not, not, especially against Carolina. I mean, then listen, I'm, I'm not the biggest Carolina fan, but their defense is solid enough. Michael Thomas, I was surprised to find out that he's in the top five in receptions. What type of game do you see for Michael Thomas? Ted Ginn, Willie Sneed, does he get involved? So who can benefit more from Kobe Fleener being out? Who can pick up those those catches down the middle of the field? Fleener's out with a concussion. If you really want to take a risk and show some guts and your back is against the wall and you need a, you know, let's say you, you just don't feel like your team is good enough here, play Willie Sneed. Ted Ginn has been the guy who's been getting those intermediate routes with no Kobe Fleener there. I know Josh Hill, the whole thing. You could take a flyer on Snead. This could be a Snead game. Brandon Coleman is in there. But if in terms of a reliable guy, they're going to need Snead. Peyton has talked him up a lot in recent weeks. If you needed a really late sort of waiver wire flyer because somebody got hurt and he's not playing, I like Willie Snead. Ginn will be solid too at home. Yep, yep. I agree. Willie Snead could be sneaky there. I think Michael Thomas will have a his normal Michael Thomas game, seven, eight catches. matter if he gets in the end zone or not. <laughs> Next up, the Rams traveling to Arizona. Arizona always tough at home, but let's start. Jared Goff, what do you got? Yeah, I like Jared Goff. I know he's on the road. I, I think the Cardinals had their big game last week. I'm not buying the Cardinals, and I think Jared Goff and the Rams, you know, if they want to stay at the top of this NFC, they want to prove they're good. This is a game they got to go into Arizona, win, and I think they need to win it convincingly. I like Goff this week. I put him in the top 12. What do you think about Gurley? Same. Gurley. Gurley's a play as well. Uh, I would put Gurley in the top six this week. Wide receivers. No Woods yet. So talk to me about Cooper Cup, Sammy Watkins. And what about Josh Reynolds? I kind of like him. Yeah, I mean, Reynolds is sneaky, but I think it's the same narrative we looked at last week. I mean, I think Watkins will be the guy you know, when you get closer in the end zone. I think Cooper's, Cooper Cup will be the guy working in the middle of the field. And I think they're both playable. You know, I'd say Cooper Cup probably offers a little more value because he'll move around in the slot and be able to get open a little bit more than Watkins can. Flip it over. Talk to me about my guy, Blaine Gabbard, who's going to lead me to a Dynasty Fantasy Championship. 
Maybe Dynasty, but not not Standard League. So I'll pass on Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> uh, Adrian Peterson, a chance for a bounce back. The Ram defense is not incredibly stout. They're actually, this, I think they're the second or third worst against opposing fantasy running backs. Yeah, they're not good against opposing running backs. Peterson has not looked right. I mean, I think, you know, just because matchup dictates that he should be able to run against this, this team, you could put him as a an RB2, but I also think this game might get out of hand. And if it gets out of hand, then he'll be off the field and you'll be looking at, you know, I believe DJ Foster and ask Kerwin Williams and a few others. So for me, Peterson's going to be middle to low RB2 this week. Only Fitzy? Yeah, I mean, it's only Fitzy. I mean, who else really can you? You can't rely on either of the Browns and we're not looking at the tight ends. I mean, Ricky Seals-Jones, listen, it's two weeks yeah, in a boy. row. Can I say, will, will I say he can't get four or five catches again? No, I think he can. And listen, if you got if you if you're thin at that position, you know there's worse options you can go after. I mean, look, it's two weeks in a row, not one rig. So Gabbard actually likes him, so maybe he could sneak in as an 11th or 12th tight end this week. Only issue there, of course, is snap count. He's not getting a lot of snaps. And Scott, you know this in the fantasy playoffs or the drive here to the fantasy playoffs, you know I will never take a road defense. Very, very rarely. I will say this: if you're stuck and you don't have anyone and you can't find someone. And I had to take a road defense, which I am in one of my leagues. I'll take the Rams on the road here. Yeah, I like the Rams on the road also. I, I have them in one or two of my leagues as well. I think the Rams defense. I think this is. I don't want to say this is your your your, your term, a mother of God game, but I do think the Rams, if they want to make sure and show everybody they're legit, they're going to go out there. And they're going to handle business this week. The Sunday night game, very very interesting game, and this very you know one, you know line you very rarely see is the Seahawks being an underdog at home uh, at a five and a half point underdog at that. So the Eagles ten and one going into Seattle seven and four. Very interesting Sunday night game. A lot of key pieces, you know, fantasy wise, the quarterbacks, receivers, running backs, and so forth. So let's start. Carson Wentz on the road in Seattle. I know it's not the same Seattle, but it's still Seattle. I just think the volume's there, Scott. I had him as my sixth quarterback. I had him ahead of Kirk Cousins tonight, who actually has thrown two touchdown passes, I think one interception and a fumble. So he's probably going to be a little lower. I like Wentz. I think you have to buy in. Seattle stuffs the run, and they usually do. That secondary is a mess. Legion of Boom is gone. I think you got to buy into Carson Wentz. I don't like starting quarterbacks on the road either, Scott, but I got him in a couple leagues, and I'm flying with him here. Yeah, so what Seattle likes to stuff the run, you look at Ajay, you look at Blunt, you look at Corey Clement. He's gotten involved, Kenyon Barner. Which one of these running backs, I mean, I would assume it's between Blunt and Ajayi, which one is the better play, if either? Okay. No, Blunt's on the bench. Do not start LeGarrette Blunt. Listen to me. Do not start LeGarrette Blunt. Why would you start a thumper against Seattle's defense? I anticipate this being a high-scoring game because the Eagles stopped the run and Seattle can't run, so there has to be a lot of throwing in this game. There's only a one way around it. Therefore, if you maybe pick one, it would be Ajayi. I know Clement's got a lot of catches, but Ajayi's gotten some big long – he got the big uh, catch and run last week, so I would go to Ajayi as an RB2. Do not start LeGarrette Blunt. Who has the better fantasy game, Alshon Jeffrey or Zach Ertz? You know, Seattle just can't cover tight ends, and they've never been able to. So I'll stay with Ertz. All right. But Jeffrey, wide receiver one, with no Sherman in that corner, that secondary thing. Oh, yeah. Up. Yeah, you got to go with him. Got to roll with him. Sure. How about Algalore? Can he sneak in as a wide receiver two this wide week? Wide receiver two. I think you can tell. I think this is a high-scoring game. I, I believe so. Let's go to the Seattle side. Russell Wilson, we found that's the number one ranked quarterback in a lot of formats as far as point scoring. How's Russell Wilson going to do against this Eagle defense? My number one quarterback overall this week is Phillip Rivers. My number two overall quarterback is Tom Brady. Three, I told you, is Breeze. Four is Russell Wilson. They're going to, if you're game playing, get into the mind of the coach here, Scott. You have the mind of Pete Carroll. If you're game planning, you have to score. Philadelphia's had a tremendous defense all year. They've stopped the run home and away. 
Your defense can stop the run but cannot stop the pass. You cannot put a game plan together assuming that you're going to ball control when you can't run the ball. I think he's taking the reins off of Russell. I think Russell's going to sling it all over the freaking place. He was very sneaky last week. The halftime score against San Francisco, I think, Scott, last week was 7-6. Wilson ends up being a tremendous DraftKings quarterback. I got Russell high. I think he lets him sling it. And on the exact opposite, we're not using any of the Seattle running backs against this Eagle defense. Not even me. I don't think even you can trust any of these guys. So let's go to the receivers. Doug Baldwin was really uh, a non-factor last week. Does that change this week? W-B-D-B. I will tweet that out on Sunday, Scott. What does it stand for? Welcome back, Doug Baldwin. Jimmy Graham, Paul Richardson, Tyler Lockett. Out of those three... Who would be behind Baldwin? Richardson's got the volume. I like that. So I like the guys who are going to catch the passes. Jimmy Graham seems to me to be red zone dependent. Plus, you never know these other tight ends get catches. So I'd put Richardson two, Graham three, and Tyler Lockett four. He's a feast or famine guy. You know I don't like those. Either one of these defenses score a touchdown? <sighs> Hard to predict. I'm not starting either defense here. It's hard to predict. Third quarter. Third quarter underway, AFC. Patriots going to Orchard Park to face the Bills. Sneaky, interesting game, I think, from a fantasy perspective. Uh, you know, we'll skip Tom Brady because I believe even though it's the row, you're playing Tom Brady. Who's the running back for New England this week? Who is the running back of the week? Uh, I want to play it safe. I'll take Deion Lewis. I know Burkhead has been a couple touchdowns here, one touchdown there. I'm going to play it safe with Lewis. He runs it. He catches it. He's sort of been the main guy getting the most carries. I will stick with the safe floor. The home run threat is Burkhead. He's the guy who could blow up. I don't think Deion Lewis gets two or three touchdowns. Burkhead has. I will take Deion Lewis. Chris Hogan's doubtful, probably not playing again. Danny Amendola's questionable, and we may not know about him. So you look at Cooks, you look at Gronkowski. Philip Dorsett had a couple of catches last week in a big play what, from the receivers. Crying, Gronk, trying Cooks, to get Gronk in my DFS lineups as much as I can because obviously I think he's going to be really great here. And I think this is a good Cooks area. Finally, I have a game. It's week 13, Scott. Finally, I like Brandon Cooks because, as you said, Hogan is probably not playing. Amendola's banged up. Bill's secondary is not good. I think this is a good Cooks game. So, yeah, I like Cooks. I like Gronk, of course. Is Tyrod Taylor in the top 10 for you this week in quarterbacks? I, and he's not. I'd be careful. The New England Patriots are back, folks. So when you look at that little DraftKings thing and they throw that little stupid bubble up there that tells you how many fantasy points the Patriots allowed to opposing quarterbacks, let's take it easy here, okay, because they were getting crushed earlier in the season. They started the season giving up 31 to Alex Smith, 22 to Breeze, 30 to, to, uh, tw- to, to uh, Deshaun Watson, 33 to Cam Newton. But, and then 22, Josh McCown. But after that, it's been stout. Atlanta at home shut him down. Phillip Rivers shut him down. Denver on the road shut him down. Derek Carr, Mexico shut him down. Last week, Miami shut him down. So I think you got I love Tyrod. You know that, Scott? And he runs around a little bit, but I would not put him as a QB1 this week. No way. All right. How about Shady? I think you got to roll with Shady. I, I, I just I believe in Belichick. I believe in the defense. I think they've been much better lately, so I'm a little scared about having a big blow up game. But somebody's got it. Unless I think this game's going to be fifty nothing, somebody's got to be solid. So yeah, you got to roll with McCoy and keep your fingers crossed. Wide receivers: Zay Jones, Calvin Benjamin's out. So you got Zay Jones. You got your boy Jordan Matthews. Can't seem to separate Deontay Thompson. Separate. So yeah. is it Zay Jones and then Charles Clay? I'd probably put Clay first. I'm not a Zay Jones guy. Just because he's listed as the number one receiver doesn't mean he's going no, to understood. get a ton of passes. And Belichick's going to scheme him out probably. So I'll go with Charles You don't think Clay. Belichick would probably he's... try to scheme Clay out more than Zay Jones? I, I think he'll take his chances with Clay because Zay Jones has the big playability. 
Zay Jones is the guy who's going to break it. Clay's going to take it by six catches for 60 yards. I think he'll double Clay in the red zone. How about that? Uh, but down the field, no, I, I think he's got to take away a deep throw. So then is the Patriot defense a road defense to consider as well? I take the Rams ahead of them, Scott, but they're not bad. Next up, Houston at Tennessee. I've been waiting for the Tennessee breakout, Scott. We'll start with Houston first, though. No concerns, right, with DeAndre Hopkins? No. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins will get 12, 13 targets, probably catch 10 balls. Hopkins, full go. I don't care where it is. And Lamar Miller is a mid-range RB2, right? I'd say he's a higher, high RB2, <laughs> okay. low RB1. Okay. I mean, listen, there's nobody else there right now. I mean, I, I don't think Alfred Blue's cutting into the time. So, And I know they got Andre Ellington. Whether or not you know, they get him more involved this week, I don't know. But Lamar Miller's got to be a low one, high two. CJ Fedorowicz, no? Top 12. Top 12. Moving over to Tennessee side, you talked about it. Is this the breakout game for Mariota? No, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, it's killer too because I've ridden Mariota out all year long. You know, but luckily in one of the leagues I made that trade for Roethlisberger, which I can use him going down the stretch. Mariota's just been another disappointment. You know, maybe he's not fully healthy, and we thought he was, or maybe just you know, maybe these weapons we thought he had are just not good enough. Listen, you know, I'm not a fan of the running backs, and for Shard Matthews only started to break out for a couple of games until he got hurt. Isn't the um, Walker was banged up a little bit, so it's just it's just been a down year for Mariota. I don't think the breakouts here, so I'm I'm gonna put him outside the top twelve this week. Good, tell me, Demarco Murray stinks. Good, he he does he does stink, and Houston's <laughs> good against the run. You know that, I know that. Neither one of them's an RB one this week. They're both probably middle RB twos, if anything. I mean, the Texan defense is good against the run, so Demarco Murray, you know, he he stinks, my friend. I'm sorry. Richard Matthews, if he starts, is he a uh, wide receiver one? If he starts, I think he has to be a wide receiver one because really, I mean, Corey Davis is not doing enough. Eric Decker, you know, hasn't caught a touchdown pass probably since he was a Jet. So it just, uh, yeah, it, it's got to be Rashard Matthews and then Delaney Walker. More receiving yards this week, Rashard Matthews or Delaney Walker? Uh, I'm going to say Walker. I'll say Walker even if Matthews plays. I think Walker has a chance to with 100 this week. Denver travels to Miami in what could be a very boring game or maybe the exact opposite. Trevor Simeon's the quarterback again. Paxton Lynch got hurt. No Osweiler. So Trevor Simeon goes into Miami to face the now sounds like Jay Cutler led Miami Dolphins. Um, pass on the quarterback because I don't think anybody's playing Trevor Simeon this week. Let's go to the Denver running back. CJ Anderson, I doubt, to play. Is it Devontae Booker or are we skipping those two? You know, it's a new offensive coordinator. You never know how this is going to go. Last week in Oakland was a cold, crazy situation. So this is the first real new chance that we have here that with a new with a new offensive coordinator. He could want to ride C.J. Anderson, and that's the only reason you would play him is that you're assuming that. But Devontae Booker had six rushes, and C.J. Anderson had five last week. And Booker is ten times the receiver C.J. Anderson is. I don't mind Booker as a, a running back, too. I really don't, but I would not start C.J. Anderson until I saw it. And how do you feel about our poor wide receivers here? Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, they get Simeon back. So can they both be wide receiver twos, middle of the road? I'd be safe as that both is my wide receiver three. One of them will sneak into wide receiver two. I just don't care who it is. All right, let's switch over to Miami. Jay Cutler sounds like he is back. I don't think anybody's starting Jay Cutler this week anyway, so we'll skip him as well. Let's go to the running back. Kenyon Drake is, is going to go. Damian Williams is out. So how good of a play can Kenyon Drake be this week? I know the Broncos uh, are good against the run, but they are on the road, Denver. Yeah, Scott, I like Kenyon Drake. 
I, I think he's a reasonable play. I got him right now as my 17th overall running back. I think he's going to get fed the ball. I'm not buying Denver's defense. I told you this all year long with no Wade Phillips. That defense is not going to be as good. Vance Joseph is a total disaster. Things are not going well there. The defense is falling apart. You know they're not going to have Tlaib. I like Kenyon Drake a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so no Tlaib. So could this be the Parker breakout game for Devontae Parker? Are we sticking with Jarvis Landry? No, I, I, Jarvis Landry is great. He's the most reliable one. I dropped Kenny Stills down, though, because Matt Moore liked Kenny Stills a little bit. So I drop him back down again. I, yeah, I would go with Parker. I would, st- I would go Landry, Parker, Stills in that order. I feel like Julius Thomas, Denver's not, like, not fantastic against tight ends. Julius Thomas sneak in as maybe a top seven tight end this week? Yeah, he's been good lately, and I picked him up in one of my leagues, and I'm I'm in the playoffs already, but I'm just trying to jockey for position. Yeah, and I plugged him in. I think he's very. I think he's a safe floor tight end this week. Safe it, floor, absolutely. I liked him better than Vernon Davis this week. I'll tell you that. In my my brother's league, I'm taking a flyer on a Dolphin defense at home. What do you think in that matchup? Yeah, sure. It's Trevor Simeon. Come on now. You know they stuff the run. Yeah, that's. I, mean, it's, <laughs> I like it. Home defense. Would you start them over the Rams on the road? No, I'd, I'd still start the Rams. That's close. The just, I got a, a really good feeling about the Rams this week. Kansas City at the Jets. The Jets I mean, it's close. Played. It is close. It is close. Kansas City at the Jets. The Jets have played well. Kansas City's in a free fall. I got everyone in their uncle telling me that Kareem Hunt is ready to go, and this is the week he's going to break out. Really, folks, let's talk about Kareem Hunt. Since week four, Scott, since week four, in standard scoring leads, where do you think Kareem Hunt is? Since week four, Kareem Hunt is probably 18th. Oh, so close. 20th. He is 20th in, sta- in standard scoring leagues. Hey, maybe he's better in PPR, Scott. What do you think he's in PPR since week four? 18th? Close, Scott. He's 17th. Anyway, he has not been good. Is this the Kareem Hunt breakout game? I don't think so. Think about this. The Chiefs, this is the second time in, what, three weeks? The Chiefs got to come back to uh, MetLife Stadium. You know, they, they lose that thriller to the Giants 12-9. to Now they're back to face the Jets and that explosive Jet offense. Yeah, I don't think this is a... Kareem Hunt breakout game, and it's, uh, you know, for all those guys that were touting Kareem Hunt week four, week five, you know, through the first four or five weeks, you should have tried to flip him at that point, because right now, he may be come back to burn you in these, this playoff run. Alex Smith's in a free fall. Travis Kelsey? Yeah, I mean, Travis Kelsey, I think he got to throw out there no matter what. I mean, he's, he's the only game in town. You know, we're not the biggest Tyreek Hill fans here on this uh, show, and uh, Kelsey's probably getting seven to ten catches. Tyreek on the road, top 20 wide receiver, yes or no? Yeah, normally he does his work on the road. I mean, he did it against the Giants, but I'll give him a pass here and say that he'll, he'll definitely be top 20 this week on the road. I don't know if he's going to be top 12, though, but top 20 for sure. Flip over, Josh McCown. Talk to me. Love Josh McCown this week. I hope he follows up last week with another big game this week. He's my DFS quarterback. Um, listen, I think if you had to, you know, if there's one of those fringe quarterbacks, McCown, a Keenum, something of that sort that you really had to play and he was available, I think McCown would be your guy here at home. Running backs, looks like Matt Forte may not play. What do you got for Bilal Powell? Eh, you know, I I got mid-low RB2. I, I think the passing game here is what you're, what you're targeting and, you know, McCown and his receivers. How high is Robbie Anderson? Robbie Anderson is top eight this week. Safarian Jenkins scores? Yes, as long as he holds on to it this week. Colts, Jaguars. Jaguars 7-4, and four. Colts 3-8. and eight. You were Jacoby Brissett guy last week. I... Highly doubt you're a Jacoby Brissett guy this week. <laughs> so let's go to the Colts side of the ball. Can Marlon Mack be a factor this week on the road in Jacksonville in a game they most likely will be playing from behind him? I just think there's better options. It's Jacksonville's defense. They're home. Uh, they've been uh, uh, Brissett has been struggling. So then I'm a, I'll make this easy. Is it Jack Doyle and then that's it? 
It's Jack Doyle, that's it. Yeah, right. not T.Y. either. No way. How about Blake Bortles at home against a very, very suspect Colts passing defense? I am thinking of picking up Blake Bortles and playing him in a couple leagues. Yes, I think this could be a Blake Bortles 3-4 touchdown game. I can't believe I'm saying that. Yes. Yeah, I kind of had that feeling too when you asked me earlier about Bortles. Yeah. How about Leonard Fournette, TJ Yeldon? What are we looking at here? It's Fournette we talked about last last episode. Maybe still a little banged up. Maybe a little bit of disciplinary action you know, with, with the coaching staff. How worried are you about Fournette this week, and can Yeldon really uh, dip into that time? Very. I got him as a mid to low RB2. I'm very worried about Fournette. I think there's better options. If you have him, you start him. But I, I am concerned. I don't like what I've seen. He hasn't produced when he's been in there. It, Yeldon could take over. Ivory got a few snaps. I'm not high on, on Leonard Fournette. Marquise Lee, is he a wide receiver one? Like Marquise Lee this week. Also really like D.D. Westbrook. I think D.D. Westbrook scores. I have Marquise Lee as a high-end wide receiver two and D.D. Westbrook as a low-end wide receiver two. They both will be wide receiver twos this week. You can take that to the bank. Over, under, four and a half sacks for the Jacksonville defense. Over. The best play in this game is the Jacksonville defense, and I'm glad I have them. <laughs> yes, you do. You're not playing the Steelers defense this week? <laughs> <laughs> not put them on the waiver wire. Oh, my God. But you know what, Scott? You have this thing. You drop them right, and that's the game they go off, right? But it's Cincinnati. It's just I feel like next week they could have like mother of God game, but you know what? I'll just deal with it. I don't care. That was such a disaster. God, it kept me out of the playoffs. So frustrating. <laughs> Next one, Detroit at Baltimore. Interesting one here. Stafford's a little banged up. Baltimore's looking for a playoff spot. Start with Detroit. They can't run the ball. They're going to pass it every single down. So where is Matt Stafford and handicap the wide receivers for him? Yeah, I mean, volume alone, I, I mean, I know Baltimore's good against the pass. and I know this game's on the road, but, I mean, Stafford, like you said, he's probably throw the ball near 50 times in this game. So I, I like Stafford to crack. Uh, the top 12 be a quarterback one, probably like 10th or 11th, but good, good enough. I'll give you – I'll give you 260, two touchdowns and an interception, and I think that's good enough on a road game against the Ravens. Who's the wide receivers, though? Handicap the wide receivers. Put them in order for me. I want to say Golden Tate comes back and takes the lead here this week, so I'm going to go Tate 1, Marvin Jones 2, and Eric Ebron 3. Ravens third best against opposing fantasy wide receivers, and you told me where you liked Ebron. Very good. Flip over to Baltimore. Alex Collins got a ton of carries he's questionable but if he plays i think he have a monster game here against detroit alex collins yeah i agree if he plays big game coming for collins uh yeah i know allen you know buck allen got some action in this game uh you know last week and even woodhead was there but i think collins has done too much to not get the bulk of the touches so he's the definitely the bell cow here for baltimore if healthy the best receiving option macklin wallace or ben or uh ben watson Oh, man. Uh, I say Mike Wallace because he's now done it two weeks in a row, and Macklin's really kind of been nowhere to be found. Uh, I'll say Wallace and then Watson. Uh, this the pa- this Ravens passing game is just terrible. I mean, it's just so bad. You're saying – well, you're saying – interesting. You're saying some good things. Flacco, is he top 20? Well, top 20? Is that even yeah. fantasy relevant at this point? Um, I'll say he <laughs> – I'll say he yeah, – I'll put him – let's put him 19, 18, 19. He'll get there, but I mean – what are we looking at? 200 yards, maybe a touchdown? Because, yeah, this would be some bad weeks this week, too, for other quarterbacks. Yeah, I got I got Flacco as number 21. Defenses in this game. Do you like uh, Baltimore? Do I like Detroit? Do you like any of these defenses in this game? You know, Baltimore I play. I play Baltimore over the Rams, put it that way. Don't like Detroit. No way. Uh, I'd much rather match up there. So, Baltimore, where, where would you put Baltimore? Yeah, Baltimore probably. Baltimore's a top 12 defense, probably 10th, 11th. I got him 6th. Browns, Chargers. What do you think? Is this the game the Browns win? Is that what you said last week? No, right? 
Well, I'm not going to give my full comment until we get to the pick sections. So. Oh, fair enough. All right, let's go. You're a big, you're a big, Deshaun, you're a big Deshaun Kaiser guy. I've been on the Charger defense for a couple of weeks now. Now they're at home against the Browns. Deshaun Kaiser, you've been riding him. You like him. Where is he this week? Deshaun Kaiser, who, by the way, is tied for the league lead with five rushing touchdowns. I Well, this answers the question to the first one. The first one you just asked me. Scott, Deshaun Kaiser is going to be a top 12 quarterback. Book it this week. Oh, sneaky, frisky, my friend. <laughs> How about Isaiah Crowell, Duke Johnson? Can either one of these help anybody get into the fantasy playoffs? No, that's not where I would go in this game. This, of course, is the Josh Gordon return game. Now, what I don't understand is on Twitter and social media, everyone is talking about how Josh Gordon's coming back. Josh is back. Oh, Josh is back. Yet they don't think Deshaun Kaiser is going to have a good game. Well, folks, let me tell you this. If Corey Coleman is going to be matched up on the second cornerback, and by the way, if our thoughts and prayers go out for Casey Hayward, who left the team a, year, uh, a day ago because of his brother's untimely death. So thoughts and prayers go out to him. Unfortunately, our job here, Scott, is we have to analyze it from a fantasy perspective. So certainly Casey Hayward coming back, if he returns for this game, is probably going to be matched up with Josh Gordon. A couple things to think about. Number one, obviously, that's a difficult situation for Hayward given all the emotional trauma. So I think that's a tough matchup in and of itself. And also, Scott, I don't think Josh Gordon returning hurts Corey Coleman. I think Josh Gordon returning helps Corey Coleman because he's not getting top attention here. So I have Deshaun Kaiser playing well. Josh Gordon probably will have a solid at least, what, five catch, 60 yardish type of game. So the two games he's come back in, his first games have been excellent in terms of yardage. I think Corey Coleman has a monster game here. I think Corey Coleman floats with that wide receiver one here, Scott. That's how much I think they are. I think this is a high-scoring game by both teams. Yes, I do. Now, we we're talking now two years for Josh Gordon, correct? That he has not played an NFL yeah, game. Yeah, but, the, but so, when he's going mean, to... No, but now, let's, just, 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 let's compare him to, I'm not saying skill level, but it's almost the same narrative as Martavis Bryant, who you know, hadn't played in a year, and everybody looked at it as a wide receiver too, myself included. You were firmly against. So now we go to Josh Gordon, who hasn't played in two years, and we're expecting, I know his first game's back, but they've both been after a year. Now we're talking two full years. I'm sure they're going to try to feed him because they got nothing to lose. And so, I mean, is he sure volume that's going to get him the five, six, seven catches? Yeah, Scott, listen, trust me. I'm not doing a, being hypocritical here. I don't think Josh Gordon is going to have this massive end of the season. I don't. I, I am totally with you. What I'm saying is in the first two games he returned in 2013, yes, that's correct. You're correct. It was a year off. 2013 at Minnesota, 19 targets, 10 receptions, 146 yards, a touchdown, and rushing yards, okay? 2014 returned, Atlanta, 16 targets, 8 receptions, 120 yards. I don't think projecting him for 5 catches, 60 yards is just really like going out on a limb. So we're looking at 3 years. So he hasn't played a game since 2014 is what we're looking at. Right. So I'm going to say this. I'm projecting him for half of his total the last two times he came back. Hugh Jackson said he's going to use him in every single possible way. That could be coach speak, but this is a team that wants to win a game. They need offensive playmakers. This guy, by all accounts, looks decent. I don't think five and six is terrible. I think that's fine. reasonable, but I think Corey Coleman has a monster game. Yes, I do. All right, Corey Coleman has a big game, so let's flip it over then to the San Diego side. I think, is this, they quote, uh, mock game? Uh, Phillip Rivers, Keenan Allen, Melvin Gordon, they all explode? Phillip Rivers is my number one quarterback this week. Which means <laughs> uh, Keenan Allen is what, your number three, number two wide receiver this week? Because I know Melvin Gordon can't be in the top five because he's getting uh, one and a half yards per carry, so I'll skip Melvin Gordon. Keenan Allen is number two wide receiver for me this week. <laughs> all right, let's go back. Where, where is Melvin Gordon? Where is the yard per carry machine at for you this week? 
I got Gordon at six. Interesting. I got him right ahead of Alex Collins. Again, I don't think Scott Cleveland has a good run defense. I don't think he's going to have a high yards per carry. I never did. I never did this entire year. But he's going to catch a lot of passes. He's absolutely going to score, receiving or rushing, one or the other. And I just think it's volume. I've said it all year. It's volume. Listen, I'm with you. He is not an elusive guy. He is not a high yards per carry guy. But he's the only game in town on an offense that I think is pretty good. Are you aboard the Hunter Henry hype train now? All aboard. Absolutely. And the Charger defense. So if you think Coleman has a big game and Kaiser has a big game, then you're not a Charger defense guy, are you? No, I'm not. I think it's going to be a high. You know, I think Kaiser, I, I so see Kaiser Scott. I so see this. Put this on, on the record. We'll play it back. I see three touchdowns, two interceptions for Kaiser. So, I mean, I, I guess, how? Do, what does that mean? I think it means the Charger defense is okay, but not great at home. Yes, three touchdowns, two interceptions, two turnovers. Absolutely. It's so clear to me. I can see it right now. Gotcha. New York Giants go out with Geno Smith. A lot of talk here about Eli Manning. I think, Scott, we're both in agreement that if you're going to bench Eli Manning, it's fine, but you got to do it for the kid. You can't do it for Geno Smith. But I also think, Scott, really quick, I think there was a lot more into this. I think they wanted to do it in a road game, not a home game. I think they wanted to do it and get it over with and like sort of you know, rip the Band-Aid off right away and take the pain. So I don't think they're ready to start Davis Webb right away, but maybe they should have been. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that- – yeah, I, I think we thought this was coming at some point, but again, we thought it was for Davis Webb, not for Geno Smith. But I mean, we're we're local to this, so the reaction we've heard it front and center, and I think even the Giants organization is taken aback to how the fans have reacted. So the fans here are they are just uh, crucifying the Giants organization because they know this coach is most likely on his way out, the GM is most likely on his way out, the coach really doesn't show Eli Manning much respect anyway. He's taking every shot he possibly can at Manning while he lets Odell Beckham run rampant and the defense do whatever they want and all that stuff. And, you know, Manning has never once fought back. He's as classy as they come, and he went about this with all class again. And that's why he you know, is almost being looked at as like a martyr on this. You know what I mean? When you look at this situation. But well, I think we thought it was coming, but we just thought it was for Davis Webb. I understand definitely doing it on the road. But I can tell you right now, those three, uh, two or three remaining giant home games, <laughs> there's not going to be many giant fans at all there looking to see Geno Smith uh, play uh, for them. Sterling Shepard, Orleans Darkwell? Yeah, I like, you know, I like Darkwa. I mean, I just, you know, hopefully now maybe change the quarterback, maybe they'll give him the ball more and stay away from guys like Wayne Gallman because I think Darkwa, I think I think there's a 100-yard rushing game ready to pop for Darkwa if he gets enough carries. So and I think it could be this week. Shepard, you know, I'm not, you know, I know he's, the migraines are gone and he's healthy and stuff like that. But, you know, how do, how do we really know what we can expect from Geno Smith? We've seen him as a Jet, you know. I, I don't know. I'll put, Shepard, I'll put Shepard in the middle as a wide receiver too. Raiders have an interesting situation. It's got, oh, where you put Evan Ingram before I get there? Yeah, I mean, just on volume, I think Ingram's got to be in the top 10. I mean, outside of Shepard, I mean, I get to see Ingram getting a bunch of these check down, check down catches, maybe seven, eight catches. So Ingram's got to be top 10 tight end. Flip over the Raiders. The interesting questions are Derek Carr, Marshawn Lynch, and pick a receiver. Uh, Derek Carr, yes. Marshawn Lynch, no. And, you know, receiver-wise here, I'm I'm going to go with Johnny Holton as a guy to get enough receiving yards and receptions to be relevant. But I think it's going to be a mix. I think it's going to go all over the place. Cordero Patterson, I can see some jet sweeps with him. Jared Cook gets involved. I mean, Jared Cook is probably your safest play with this, but I still think Cousins will somehow get about 250 to 275. It's going to be spread around. Seth Roberts will probably sneak a touchdown. He gets one of those anyway when Crabtree and Cooper are out there. Uh, so for me, Cooper's questionable. We highly doubt he's going to play. So if he doesn't play, I would lean Johnny Holton, but the safest play would be Jared Cook. What about Cordell Patterson, no? Yeah, I mean, I think Cordell Patterson can be, make an impact. I just don't see him being a six, seven catch guy. 
You know, I think he'll, like I said, I think maybe a couple of sweeps. Don't get him involved running, you know, some gadget plays and whatnot. I just don't see him being a pure every down, down the field wide receiver just to get those targets. So for me, he could be a sneaky low wide receiver two, maybe high wide receiver three. And my friend, you get the Monday nighter. You get your favorite team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, traveling to Cincinnati. AFC North battle. Roethlisberger on the road in Cincy. He's on the road. That's what the numbers say. I think he is not a QB1 this week. I think this is a slobber knocker. I think the Bengals have an outside chance at the playoffs. They are fired up. They're ready to go. Burfick's going to get kicked out in two minutes. I don't see how you trust Ben on the road. He has not been good. I heard Mother of God game from all the Steeler Yahoos in the Indianapolis Colts game. He had two interceptions through three quarters. I think he's okay, not great. I would put him as a QB 13. Right outside the top 12. Uh, I know Bell on the road. I'll say Le'Veon Bell is an RB1 for you. Antonio Brown, he's God. If Juju Smith-Schuster doesn't play again, Martavis Bryant, can he make an impact again? No, I would not trust Martavis Bryant. He's feasting. Brown is God. Smith in the slot, I think, can do some more damage against the Bengals. They're vulnerable there. So if Smith-Schuster plays, I like him as a solid wide receiver three. Andy Dalton at home against your quote-unquote soft Steelers secondary. You're not starting Andy Dalton against the Steelers. I know I don't like the Steelers defense in the secondary. I understand that. But it's still the Steelers and the Bengals, slobber knocker, hitting each other. You're not starting Andy Dalton in that situation. And Andy, by the way, remember Andy Dalton's rec- record at uh, uh, primetime night games? By the way, it's something like a terrific. Something yeah, like it's not that good. Yeah, I'm taking, the under, I'm taking the under in this game. boy, Joe Mixon, we had the breakout last week. What do we get this week from Joe Mixon? I, I mean, I think he can catch some passes, but I got him in the RB2-ish range, mid to, to low. All right, A.J. Green, you love him as a wide receiver one this week? Yeah, because you're pushing this narrative that A.J. Green all of a sudden does not do well against the Steelers. He's been fantastic against the Steelers. A.J. Green has been pretty much the same against the Steelers as he's been against the other teams. Now, his averages are fine. In fact, on the last three that have played in Cincinnati, Scott, 24.9 PPR points per game, 7.6 receptions, 0.67 touchdowns, so that's, that's more than one every two games at least 13 targets, and 132 yards. So I think A.J. Green is a high-end wide receiver one. Yeah, I mean, those stats at the last three, but if you stretch out to the last five, the two previous games, he's got one catch for eight yards and one catch for 36 yards. So the number is skewed. Listen, he's he's a good wide receiver. He's a great wide receiver. He's going to be a wide receiver one. I just don't expect him to put 200 yards. I mean, he'll give you six, maybe 100 and a touchdown. But I, I, I tell you this. I think A.J. Green is a fascinating one here for everyone to talk about because – I sent this to you as well. I, I could see a narrative. If you talk about the variance here, could I see an A.J. Green bonk? It, it's possible. It, it is possible that I could see that. But over his career, which is six, six years now, he, or seven years rather, now he didn't play a couple games, right, because he was injured. He's played 12 games home and away against the Pittsburgh Steelers. In those games, he is averaging 6.1 receptions for 84 yards. Now, I understand that's not fantastic numbers, but that's solid. That's yeah. a solid floor of eight fantasy points, Yeah, he's, right? he's more consistent against them, though, in Pittsburgh. If you just look at these, you know, going back to 2011, 6 for 87 in the touchdown, 10 for 116, 9 for 93. 8 for 82, 11 for 118 in the touchdown. I mean, these are all games in Pittsburgh. He's a lot That's more consistent in Pittsburgh. Why is, it? Why is that? That's you know, the Steelers, you know, again, he's had some good games in Cincinnati, but 
I'm just saying I would not be surprised if this defense held him in check because they have done it a couple times if you go back and look at the game logs. That's all. You know what I'll say is this. This is what it comes down to. This is why I say it's luck, right? There is no logical data-based reason that you would be concerned about A.J. Green this week. There isn't. You can't tell me you would find two or three other receivers on your lineup that you would not start than A.J. Green at home against a Steelers secondary that just had receivers buzzing all over the place. So is it possible? Yes. Like, for example, I can't see a situation where Melvin Gordon doesn't play well against the Browns, right? I could see a situation, Scott, where he only has 60 yards receiving. You're right. But in the end, you're playing them and deal with it, guys. You got to play this situation. You can't bench them. Let me give you this one. A.J. Green or Keenan Allen? Oh, Keenan Allen. A.J. Green or DeAndre Hopkins? (sighs) I take DeAndre Hopkins. A.J. Green or Michael Thomas? Michael Thomas, no, keep going. No, no. <laughs> and the reason I bring this up is because I have a team, a CBS team, where I own those four wide receivers. That's a hell of a Allen, team. Allen, Green, Hopkins, <laughs> and this is a 12-teamer. Right? My running backs stink, but Allen, Green, Hopkins, and Michael Thomas, as well as Corey Coleman on my bench with Josh Dotson. So this, I ran into this last week. I wound up sitting Hopkins last week, and it didn't hurt me. But So right there, you just named three wide receiver ones that you would prefer over Green, and Hopkins is on the road. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. In fact, I looked at my I just I just clicked onto my, my ranking, Scott. I have him twelfth. Yeah. All right. But that's still a wide receiver one. It is. Right? It you know, is. You know, but like, it's also he's a fringe wide you know, wide receiver. I'm just saying I, I you know, I know what you know, people on Twitter are saying AJ Green torches the Steelers. He doesn't torch the Steelers. So you just gotta he, he he has games, but can he come out there and go two for twenty six Monday night? Absolutely. So. Absolutely not. That's insane. That's that's a, that's a Steeler friend talking. He's not going to for twenty six. That's insane. That's a, not when you freaking had any. I could be out there scoring touchdowns last week on the Packers at home against the Packers. Just remember, it's a divisional game. It's different. Oh, that's a Steeler fan. That's a Steeler fan. That, that's Jack Lambert. I'm talking. Maybe, welcome to the welcome maybe, to picking up this podcast maybe, with Jack Lambert. Maybe, Jack Lambert here. Maybe for twenty six is a stretch, but I'm just saying, bottled up. I, I yeah. can he not be? Can he be held in check and be wide receiver too? Absolutely. Oh, let's finish it like this. Ready? We'll go real quick. AJ Green or Stefan Diggs at Atlanta. Uh, AJ Green because I like feeling better. AJ Green, Jarvis Landry versus Denver. No to leave Jarvis Landry. AJ Green, Golden Tate at Baltimore. AJ Green. You got him in the same area as I do. I do. No. You're right. It's, it's so you're talking high end wide receiver two, low end wide receiver one. The bottom line is you can't bench him. That's it. No, I get it. I guess not. You can't. Oh, last one. I got one more. I want to hear you into this. I'm sorry. Last one. AJ Green, Tyree Kill at the Jets. Mm. PPR. Mm. Tyree Kill. That's a Steeler fan talking. No, that's insane. Look, look at Alex that. Smith's going to be benched in this game. Oh, that's a Steeler fan. Take away the – obje- You listen, can't be objective. That's it. I give up. You cannot be objective gi- when it comes to Steelers. You can't. Take away the Giant game, and you've said it all year long. He's completely but different Alex on the Smith road. Alex Smith has been terrible, Scott, the last so, three weeks. So, Come on, man. It's AJ Green. But Your past you, defense was giving up missiles all over the place. You say five minutes ago, Andy Dalton's terrible in primetime. But I understand, uh, okay, but the so, quarterback can be terrible, and AJ oh, yeah? can still have seventy yards receiving. Yes, so you don't seventy ta- yards. So Alex Smith can be terrible, and Tyreek Hill can't have fifty yards receiving and fifty yards rushing. The idea I'm that sad. you would not that you would take Tyreek Hill on that the road. PPR, I, I don't know. It's just one of those. 
I said PPR so you would take green. I gave you a softball. Nah, it's not that. It's not. It, you know what it is? It's your anti-stealer bias as well. You just, I have just, no anti-stealer just, bias. No, just let these people know how much you despise. That, your sequence. misdirection. Every week, the, the listeners know, every freaking week we come on here, you know, Le'Veon Bell's going to break out. It's I can play a recorder on what oh, you're going right. to say. What are you going to say? Roethlisberger's going to suck. When is that going to come out of your mouth? He is hey, going to this, suck. This, say it. This, say it with me. This was, he is going to stay. This, when? This, when was your, this was your game, not mine. I would have said I'm not. I wouldn't play him here in this situation. You not granted. You, you don't have Ben Rosberg, your top twelve quarterback. If you did a ranking right now, would you well, put Ben listen, Rosberg top twelve quarterback? My my option is Roethlisberger, Mariota, and right now Mariota's been terrible. So what what do I do? I like oranges, but only on Tuesday. No. Would Ben Roethlisberger be a top twelve quarterback for you? That's what I'm asking I'd this have, week. I'd have to quickly go through the rankings. Unfortunately, I don't. I don't. I don't do the full <laughs> rankings like you do on a week to week basis. You know, that's why I'm I'm the Robin to your Batman here on this podcast, my friend. Oh, you're gonna give me a heart attack. You're gonna be the only Batman in town in a couple of minutes. <laughs> fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. All right, fourth quarter picks. Records are terrible, but you know we're gonna win one of these days. So let's do it. I'll kick it off here. Oh, they're terrible. They're 23 and 25. Listen, the Sharps in Vegas get 58%. Scott, we're almost at 50%. Right, well, but I, I, at 50 by the end of the year. We got. I am beating you, by the way. You know, yeah, you beat me by a game. <laughs> but that's been back and forth all year long. Listen. All right, so for the for the picks here, we start the fourth quarter. For me, I'm going to take a home underdog. I don't like the uh, Broncos on the road. I think the Broncos are almost in that mode of let's just get the season over with. The Dolphins are getting one and a half at home. I like what I've seen from Kenyon Drake when he plays. Jay Cutler's back. Noah Keep Tlaib. Not saying Cutler is the next coming of Joe Montana, but I believe Landry gets more action. I think Parker gets involved more. Thomas does. Dolphins are one and a half point underdog at home, so I will take them with the one and a half. That was one of my picks, you jerk. <laughs> well, that's good to know. <laughs> I will take the Browns getting 14 against the Chargers. I Listen, the Chargers don't have a, a home field advantage. Josh Gordon's back. I don't think that means he has a big game. I think it gives a moral pickup to the Browns. I think they want to beat someone, Scott. I think Kaiser is a very good play this week. I think 14 is way too much. This is a game like if you had a game in, in college basketball where some team was getting 30 points and you just like, they're going to cover the 30. Browns will cover the 14. Browns plus 14. I had this game at 13 and a half, but you know what? You have it at 14. I'll go against you. The Browns, they had their shot last week. I thought Ooh. they'll go into LA. The Chargers Ooh. are raging hot. The Chargers are going to win this AFC West. And if they want to win this AFC West, they need to beat the Browns. They can't let this game be competitive. Chargers minus 14, second pick. I like it. Tampa Bay stinks. Uh, Jameis Winston coming back. I don't know if that's better or worse. I don't, like, they're making the same. They have no Doug Martin, no offensive lineman. Hundley's hot. He's just got to be okay in this game. Doesn't have to be great right now. It's not like he's playing the Steelers. I mean, gosh, he puts up 24 points. That should do it. Packers defense is a sneaky play. I just got to give up one and a half. Packers minus one and a half. Yeah, this next one for me was really what did I like better? And for me, I like the Detroit Lions offense better than I do the Baltimore Ravens offense. I think it's a low-scoring game. The Lions are plus three in Baltimore. Both teams are six and five. Both teams are very much trying to fight for a playoff spot. I like the Lions getting the three against the Ravens. I just don't think the Ravens have enough offensive weapons. They make plays on defense, and that's the only way they can stay in these games. But as long as Stafford doesn't turn the ball over, it makes their plays. I think the Lions are just a better team. So Lions plus three against the Ravens. I have many weaknesses, one of which I'm very emotional. It can be hot-headed in case you couldn't figure that out. 
One of Scott's weaknesses is take lock. Scott liked Matt Stafford this year, so Scott is locked on to Matt Stafford. And Scott is a Steeler fan, so Scott can't credit anybody else in the division. You notice he took the Chargers against the Browns. You notice he took the Lions against the Ravens. He's wrong on this one. The Ravens at home, they want the playoff spot. They have an excellent head coach. I know their offense hasn't been great, but their defense has. Matt Stafford on the road, he's a little banged up. They cannot run the ball. Mother of God game. Easy pick against you. Ravens minus two and a half. Can't wait. Wait. No, no, no. I got three. Let's go. The line is three. I had 13 and a half for the Charger game. You had 14. I'm taking your 14. The line I got is three. So you're laying three in this game. Ready, tough guy? You're going to call me out? I'll give you three and a half. There you go. I don't need don't to call you out. Let's keep it at three. You're, That's get, you're getting three. No, I'm giving you three and a half on I don't want pity. You're getting three and a half because three. it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. I'll tell you right now. Last game for me. I don't know. Maybe I'm a sucker falling into this trap. I don't know. I don't know the last time the Seahawks were a five and a half point favorite at home. The defense, I think, is good enough to keep this game close. I know the Eagles are rolling. They're 10 and 1. They're doing everything they can do. It's a different element here. It's another test for Wentz. I like Wentz. I like the Eagles. But five and a half for the Seahawks at home. Can't you see this game coming down to a field goal? Five and a half in Seattle. I'll take the points for the Seahawks. I left this game last because I knew you would never pick it, and it's an easy one. I'm going 4 0 this week. All I got to give is nine for the Patriots. I mean, come on. How many lines have they covered in a row? Are you kidding me? Patriots minus nine at Bills. That's it because it's child's play. Scott, come on. You making this competitive for me? I'm making this competitive, bro. You, you got a one game lead, <laughs> three and four games under 500. So the word competitive shouldn't come anywhere near us when it comes to our picks. Touche. Very good. Touche. We both get over 500. That we can talk about being competitive. We're competitive right now going head to head in two games. <laughs> yeah. switch Let's over go to, to EFS. You want to compare yes, the lineups, the, early lineups? Yeah, yeah. I gave I gave a lineup earlier this week, Scott. I had to make changes, right? Because all uh, there was some injuries. I, I forget who. Crafty, you don't have him anymore. Yeah, I have Crafty. Right, Crafty. All right, so I'll give you my two lineups and tell me what you think. Okay, I'll give you my two lineups. This is a new one I made. I like this one a lot, as opposed to the ones I put in that I don't like. Right? I think I text you every Sunday. I'm winning the million dollars. Yeah, every day. <laughs> I can't wait for you to win it because then we can pump up the advertisement and get this on a oh, bigger baby. platform, my friend. Oh, you'd see our faces all over billboards. Here we go. Scott, quarterback. I got Blake Bortles at 5,400. I think at home against uh, Indy, if you're going to pay down for quarterback, that's a great play. I mentioned this Jordan Howard, no problem, 6,500 at home against the Niners. Carlos Hyde also. He's been very solid. Now he's got Garoppolo. That has to be a quarterback increase over C.J. Beathard. I got him at 5,900. Keenan Allen, enough said 8,300. I got Corey Coleman. I mentioned that earlier at 4,300. I want to go safe with my third receiver, and the answer to safe is Dontrell Inman at home. Yes, I have two bears, by the way. <laughs> 3,900. My my tight end, go ahead, calling me a hypocrite in 3-2-1, is Jared Cook at 5,400. And my flex, Scott, is Deion Lewis. And my defense, do you even need to ask the Jaguars defense? What do you think of that team? Yeah, teams are right. I don't think I've ever heard Dontrell Inman and the word safe used in the same sentence before when we talk about <laughs> fantasy, especially DFS. For me, I'm going to Josh McCown at home for 5500 I like Jordan Howard as well. I think it's a big-time game. I think the $6,500 price point is very, very, very uh, underpriced for him in this matchup. I'm taking Kenyon Drake at home against the Denver Broncos. I know the Broncos' run defense is okay, but he's the only game in town, and I like the Dolphins in this game. So for me, I'll take Kenyon Drake at 4900 Keenan Allen, free square, 8300 I will stack Josh McCown with Robbie Anderson again. Look for that back-to-back big game. And my safe play at 4100 will be D.D. Westbrook. I just think the twelve or the $1,100 difference between him and Marquis Lee makes sense. So go to Westbrook for the volume there and the value. Hunter Henry put him in at 4700 I think the Chargers are wild at the Browns, so you're looking at points there. I told you I like Devin Funches, sticking him in at, at the flex position. And I think his price point will make him a low ownership percentage. So as he, he produces, I produce. 
And my defense for 2,900 is the Miami Dolphins at home against the Broncos. Well, I'll work backwards because I also, my second line of scuff in the million, I have the, the Dolphins as well. I have the Dolphins defense at 2,900. My flex again is Carlos Hyde. I went with Julius Thomas, 3,500 for a tight end, man. I think that's a great bargain at home with Julius Thomas. I got Mohamed Sanu. He can throw it. He can catch it. He can kick it. He does everything at 5,600. DeAndre Hopkins because of targets. I kept with Keenan Allen, Deion Lewis, Jordan Howard, and my quarterback, Scott. Finish it off for me. My cheapest quarterback I got is? Cheaper than Blake Bortles. Uh, yep. Jay Cutler. Nope. Jacoby Brissett? Nope. Come Case on. Keenum? No. Come on, cheaper. It's his big week. Josh Gordon's back. Oh, the Sean Kaiser. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, cl- I closed the app in front of me. I wasn't looking at the quarterback. Right? <laughs> Let me get a quick on-air prediction for you going head-to-head with uh, one of our cousins in a must-win game for both of you. What do you think? W- what's the final score in your uh, CBS League against uh, the new guy, our new cousin? Uh, Yes, I'm going to be very consistent here, Scott. I told you I got five leagues. I'm expecting to make the playoffs. I have six leagues. I'm expecting to make the playoffs in five. This is the one, Scott, I don't expect to make the playoffs. I did not like the matchups this week against him. I don't like the teams at all. I think he's going to beat me. I've thought that all week. Of course, I'm never going to tell him that. I'm going to trash talk him on text message. I just don't like the matchups. And that loss last week with your pathetic Steeler defense really knocked the win out of my sails. But the other ones I feel very good about. And folks, you've tweeted me. You were asking as well. A couple guys asked about how I'm doing about a heart attack. The league that the Justin Tucker kick saved me, I had nobody playing tonight. I'm refreshed, I'm refreshed and replenished. That's going to be a championship I can't wait. But yeah, no, in that one, Scott, I think I'm going to take an L. I feel pretty pretty secure about it. But that's okay. If I make five out of six, I'll be really happy. Yeah, I think against him, you got off to a very pedestrian start tonight. A combined... 19.6 from Samaje Pirine and Jamison Crowder. That's yeah, a rough start. Yeah, it was last week. That last week knocked me out. That was it. Yeah, that's a tough one there. That's a, uh, yeah, you're in a wide open division too there. Everybody's at six and five and five and six. So big battle there, but rough start for you tonight. That's all right. All right, folks, enjoy week 13. We're coming back next week. We'll do the recap. We'll definitely be in the playoffs in a lot of leagues for you. Looking forward to it. Make sure to tweet us at PUT Blitz, myself at Randall Rant, Scott at SCOT557. You can find all the great stuff at Randall Rant. And please, please, please go to iTunes. Give us a five-star rating and a review. Picking up the Blitz Fantasy Football Podcast. He said it all. Pick it up. <laughs> <laughs>